This episode of The Kona Edge is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. With titles like Rich Rolls' Finding Ultra, Rejecting Middle Age, Becoming One of the World's Fittest Men and Discovering Myself, or Chris Froome's autobiography, The Climb, Audible has you covered with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Discover more at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. You're listening to the Kona Edge. We head back to Sydney, Australia now to catch up with uh, Wayne Matthews. Wayne, welcome. Nice to nice to chat again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting. Wayne, let's talk about your bike. Uh, you you obviously strong on the bike now. It it wasn't uh, your your sort of uh, wheelhouse, if you'd excuse the pun, when you when you first started. But uh, it's something you've you've really good at over the the last few years. What what do you attribute your success on the bike to, and 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 just how good you have got? Yeah, I, I guess initially it was a little bit of stubbornness. Um, you know, I knew that I was a very fit guy and I had a really good engine, you know, from my running background and I knew that I had the potential to be a good rider. And a little bit of stubborn, stubbornness early on kind of, you know, started to get me to improve that. You know, I spoke to my coach and said I want to devote a bit more time to to training to training with that because um, I feel like I could be a good biker and compete with everyone else. Um so I guess initially some of the biggest gains I made was improving my strength. I mean, I was, a, again, I was a, a thin runner weighing 64 kilos and I didn't have a lot of strength to get me around. Didn't really have, you know, a lot of strength or definition in my quads or my hamstrings or glutes. So I, I did a lot of strength endurance sort of stuff early on to kind of get that to work. I put on a little bit of muscle, which made, made a big difference to my bike, um, and then from there, I guess one of the biggest um, drivers forward was was how I actually had to learn how to ride. And I, I kind of invested in working with a power meter and that kind of, you know, propelled me forward quite a lot once I started doing that. You talk about how to ride and uh, some people might hear that and go, well, it's two wheels, you've got to keep up, right? But it's it's slightly different. There's there's particularly riding to power, it's, it's nuanced, but it's very different to what you would do if you were just going out and riding. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, the idea of a power meter is, is, is for me and for athletes that I work with now as well is that it's, it's, it's more of a, a benefit in training and you start to learn um, how to ride smoothly in terms of not um, exerting effort uh, kind of inefficiently in a race so you don't want to spike your effort as you're riding. So the more consistent your, your power is, the more uh, efficiently you're going to kind of outlay your energy throughout the race so i kind of learned that as a technique through using my power meter so i could monitor how hard i was riding at different points um but also in training to be able to make sure that you know when i was supposed to be riding easy i was riding easy and then when i was supposed to be really trying to work harder that i i, I was doing that and not just kind of kidding myself so it, it kind of gave me that quantifiable um the power meter gave me that quantifiable kind of data to help me learn how to do it because I could physically see how to ride and how to be smooth. 
Do you find that's a, a big mistake that uh, people do make in, in triathlon is that they they do their, their easy sessions too hard and their harder sessions not hard enough? Uh, I mean, we, we had a, a very interesting session in the, the, the recent IM Summit that we did here at the Cone Edge on, on that exact point. Is, is that something you see a lot of people making that mistake? I think the biggest thing I see with that, the biggest trend I see from from the data I see and from talking to people as well, yeah, especially when I came into triathlon, is people run too hard all the time and they bike too easy all the time. And there was just too much um, of those ends where they weren't doing things correctly. And yeah, I, I definitely found that with the bike, people were kidding themselves a lot of the time. And I found that myself when I started using power that, you know, my hard sessions, I wasn't accessing probably nearly the the sort of area of um zones that i should i wanted to you know i should i should have been working in certain areas and working harder above threshold and i, I just wasn't so um yeah definitely uh you know people don't really realize until they can see something um quantifiable to to kind of do that what, what do you love about the bike uh i think I think one of the things I love about the bike is is the potential to do things differently. Um, you know, um, the runs the runs very pure in that. You know, it's an it's an all body impactful sort of sort of movement, and you know you can fatigue very very quickly. Um, whereas the bike has a lot of potential to kind of uh, ride in very different ways in different races, depending on the courses and stuff like that. You can recover quite quickly as well. Um, you know, so the the better you get at the bike, the more scenarios in a race situation that you can adapt to. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, the higher up the field you get in terms of your age group or professional, whatever it is, you've got to be able to adapt to being down out of the swim, being with faster riders. And it, it, there's a lot more potential to kind of work on different things with the bike, whereas the run is a lot more about pacing and you don't have that room to play with that much because mm. there's only a certain capacity there yeah absolutely as far as workouts what what sort of stuff do you do you absolutely love doing on the bike <clears throat> uh I'm a, I'm a hill i'm a i'm a kind of strength endurance hill sort of favorite so i kind of have two favorite workouts i like the strength endurance low cadence sort of stuff you know kind of 12 15 minutes you know long hill intervals where you're you're grinding out low cadence you know, a kind of four or five percent gradient. I love those sorts of things, but I also do a lot of riding um, uh, on different weeks with groups in Sydney. We have a lot of hills here, and I did a lot of this in preparation for the Hillier course in Malulabar, the seventy point three. You know, just recently, where I'd ride with the uh, with the guys um, on on a hilly course, and it was just like all out on the hills and recover between on this uh, undulating course that we have and yeah sky's the limit just go as hard as you can on the hills and get your power up as much as you can and just enjoy having a bit of competition between the, the group that you're with oh, that's awesome cool wait we'll chat about your run mm. next time out. i'm looking forward to that but uh, we'll save that for another day thanks for your time today excellent thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode of the kona edge get better on the bike Register for our next free live online bike seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash bike seminar now. Don't forget, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free audible trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. One of the 180,000 titles available, and you can download it free right now, is Chris Froome's autobiography, The Climb. We hit a pitted stretch of road potholes and fissures and lumps, 
We hit it fast. If one slows, then the other wins. We push hard. Then pop! My helmet unclips as I hit one of the little speed bumps that wear and tear has made for the battered Magadi road. The helmet falls a few inches and catches my front wheel, sending it jolting sideways towards him. He rides straight over it. The helmet jams into his front wheel. The front wheel stops dead, and the back wheel buck jumps from the road. He says goodbye to his bike. He is launched down the road at over sixty kilometers per hour, flying like a missile with dreadlocks. How far? He says fifty meters. I'm not so sure. That might have brought him into Tanzanian airspace. The flying isn't the thing anyway. The landing is the issue here on the downward grooves of the Magadi Road. He lands first on his elbows and his knees. The road seizes huge patches of his skin from the joints and from the front of his body. There is blood everywhere. To download that book, head over to theconeedge.com forward slash free trial. If you'd like to access the commercial free feed of The Cone Edge, go to theconeedge.com forward slash support.